coming from the Springboks and Konya over the top it goes. Creel kicks ahead. Welcome to SA Rugby Podcast. Knocked on into the zone, man. Hi everybody and welcome Mark. Exciting times. This probably is probably the most exciting weekend ahead for, rug- for a rugby fan. Yeah, finally it feels like the World Cup's here. Two great matches on Saturday and obviously the big one with the Springboks on Sunday. And then the next three weeks, it's going to be cool. Into semi-finals, then third and fourth playoff, the game no one wants, and then the final. So looking forward to, it's been a long build-up to get to this point. It feels like it's been forever this year. Yeah. Uh, and I think the, the best eight teams are in the quarterfinals on performance. And uh, we're still on track for our top four. Yeah, four cracking games this weekend, potentially. Yeah. Uh, my, my, only res- my only concern is the refereeing. I hope to God that there's not a red card in any of these games that, that, that because of those. And I'm not blaming the referees for everything. I think the, the, the directive coming down from the IRB is causing a lot of the problems. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I think we've got a decent referee in appointment in Wayne Barnes. I think he probably is the best of, uh, with Nigel Owen second. Uh, and <laughs> and uh, thank goodness we've avoided the French referee for this one. Oh. But, um, but yeah, and the red card issue and the yellow cards has been more in this tournament than there's ever been before. And I just hope it does it to, to kind of um, echo what you've said. Especially in a game like Ireland, New Zealand, a card could be very, very definitive and very influential there. Uh, and you want to see 15 play 15 and when it comes to playoff rugby. Well, we're at a level in that. We're at a, we're at a stage in the tournament where there's parity. Um, the teams are relatively even. So, yeah, so, uh, you know, Ireland got a, a red card again in their last game. Didn't really affect them because, because of the quality of the Irish side. But, it, but you're right. A, a red card in, at this stage of the tournament is, will be devastating for, for, for any of the teams. Well, we saw when uh, New Zealand played Australia in Perth, they lost Barrett to Scott Barrett on 40 minutes, and they took 47 points against a, an Australian side that hasn't fired much and got beaten 36-0 the next week. So playing with one person less at that level is hugely significant, and I just hope that we can have four matches where it's 15 plays 15 and there's no refereeing controversies and the four teams win because they're the better teams on the day. Okay, so should we save the best to last and talk about South Africa last and deal with the other three games yeah. and the opinion? Now, any good handicapper will tell you uh, when you're when you're looking to 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 make to to figure out who's going to win, you should have an idea yourself of of what the the difference in points is going to be. And for me, there's some surprising odds and surprising handicaps for these games. First one up, England versus Australia. I thought that England would be favoured by a lot more than 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 the eight and a half points the punters are uh, are giving them. Yeah, I also think it's. Uh, I think England are significantly better than Australia. Eddie Jones has won six successive Test matches against uh, this Wallaby outfit. I think it would be 12, 15. I would have thought closer to 15 than to eight. Uh, on form in the tournament, and also on last two years' history, and the two sides playing each other. I think England should be comfortable winners of that one. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think I had it down at 11, and I think for, for me that offers great value. Uh, England will um, will beat Australia, and they should do it comfortably. Um, much better team, and and Australia is a bad team. Yeah, and they're struggling, and they've been struggling for a long time under Micah Shaker, and he seems to just put the past behind him by saying that's last week. We're not worried about that. 
And I think they, there's a lot more, it's a bit like the French, a lot more hype around Australia based on previous World Cups and like these guys have always got a game in them. But the only time they've, they've flourished has been when they've played an all-black side that was down to 14 men for 40 minutes. So for the rest, they got, they got comfortably beaten in South Africa. They got hammered uh, when they played in Auckland. They've been poor. Fiji were, were clobbering them for 60 minutes and yeah. Fiji got a, some tough calls against them. That could have been an upset. Uh, they struggled against Georgia. They struggled against Uruguay. Uh, they just haven't looked like they could put anything together. So, uh, so yeah, and I, and I think England have been, along with South Africa and, and, and New Zealand, has been the top three teams uh, in form at the tournament. So, yeah, I, I, I think it's very conservative. Yeah, easy win for me for, for, New for England. If you've got any spare cash, put it on uh, England to beat Australia by a lot. This one surprised me as well because the bookies have New Zealand to win by 13 points against Ireland. That to me is the closest game of the whole th of this of the of the four games. Yeah, and it's well, it's one place too effectively in the world. Uh, and Ireland arrived at the World Cup ranked number one team in the world, having beaten New Zealand two out of the last three. And could have been three out of three. Yeah, could have easily been three out of three. And uh, and and yeah, and the, they have come into form. Um, they started well against Scotland, then they were stunned by a Japanese side that played particularly well. Uh, <clears throat> and I think it's going to be a one-score game. Um, I, th I don't think there's more than seven points in it. And, you know, we, it, it, to me, it will mirror very much that, that all-black Springbok game, intensity and closeness. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, if Ireland beat them, I wouldn't be shocked. And if they, if they beat uh, Ireland by more than 10 points, I would be very surprised. Yeah, well, the bookies are saying they're going to win by 13. So if you've got any spare cash, put it on, uh, on Ireland not to lose by 13 or more. For me, that's a great bet as well. Uh, now, Wales versus France. I had the bookies have got this exactly the way that I, I figured. Wales favored by six and a half points. Everybody's, telling, everybody's talking up the French and, 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 and you know, they're, they're, they, play, they have that one game in the tournament. But they're such a disorganized team. They're, you know, they're all over the place. For me, Wales will win the game. I'm not going to bet on it because I'm Welsh and I don't want to jinx it. I may actually bet on France and using a bit of reverse psychology because <laughs> Wales should win this game with relative ease. Yeah, I mean, uh, there is a difference between the Wales second team and the Wales first team. <clears throat> we saw that with, uh, with some of the results at this tournament and in the build-up to it. But... Outside of those warm-up games pre the World Cup, Wales effectively won 18 in succession. Um, it, was a, it was a good old battle when they played them in the Six Nations, uh, France. But this France team is again in disarray. You know, the coach has sent home some players who are playing club rugby. Uh, they, he dropped the captain and then the players had him reinstated. Uh, the Toulon boss has been in contact with the players to say, take over the team do it the typical French way. Yeah. But that thing that, you know, as you said, people say France have got a game in them in a tournament. They haven't had a game in them for a decade. You know, it's... Uh, I, I don't know if I'd say a decade. <laughs> yeah, they're prone to exaggeration, Mark. They are ranked 8th or ninth in the world, and for a reason, they've been ranked 8th or ninth be between, between the two World Cups, you know. They, yeah. they haven't come close to breaking to the top five, and this is the best Welsh team under Gatlin's uh, kind of uh, reign. And it's everything he's been building towards. And um, if I look at England, South Africa, Wales, and New Zealand, 
there's not a score that there's a score that separates them and it can go either way on the day. Yeah. That's how close those top four teams are, and I certainly don't put France in that category. I think Wales will win by by ten plus. Yeah, well, I, I tend to agree, but I'm not. You know, I'm going to be humble about it, and I just hope we win by one. Uh, we lost them in the semi-finals, obviously, of the 2011 World Cup. Well, that was also a card, you know, yeah, when no, uh, Sam Warburton went off yeah. and after 15 minutes. 15 minutes, and then they still basically hung on uh, at 9-8, and Lee Halfpenny uh, kicked from 50 metres, and it missed by about half a metre, just dipped under the bar. So it would have been one of those heroic uh, Welsh, uh, Welsh victories, and it was, I think it was the final that everyone in New Zealand wanted at the time, Wales against New Zealand. They were playing the best rugby at the tournament, um, and... And then France got through to the final completely out of it for 40 minutes. Yeah. Piri Whippy misses four kicks a goal. They get a fluke try in at 8-7. They start believing they can win. So, again, we talk about the red card factor. Uh, and that, and yeah, and that's, that's the, all, these, all, these, all, my, all the bets I'll make and all, all the advice is premised on a no red card scenario. You know? Yeah, 15 plays 15, you know. And, yeah. uh, and it's sad that we've got to that point now that every time we talk, we say uh, form says this, uh, pedigree says that. But equal numbers also say that. And, uh, and I, I just think it's been ridiculous. Some of the sendings off we've seen at the World Cup. And then what's been equally appalling is those that have been missed. So uh, do, do you think, let me ask you this question. Do you think that we're going to see a red card in the quarterfinal? <clears throat> I don't know if you'll see a red card, but I think, <clears throat> excuse me, we'll see a yellow card. And I think it will go against New Zealand. Uh, their tackling technique has been poor. Their discipline has been poor. Uh, interesting enough, England haven't conceded one penalty for a high tackle. Uh, but I've seen a few on still clips where the referees missed it. But the, the, the focus seems to be primarily on the All Blacks when it comes to discipline and when it comes to tackling. And I can see one of them going. Look, it, 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 it'll be bad for the game for New Zealand to win another World Cup. If, no. you, if you know what I mean. I mean, it just... It, this is the one that the cycle has to end. Yeah. And then let them stop building for another four years and then kind of that renewed interest. But there's... There's got to be another name on that trophy, uh, hopefully South Africa, but then Wales or, or England. I mean, the fairy tale would be Wales winning it. Don't make me cry. Letting that dragon roar. But uh, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's especially because this side isn't quite where that 2011 side was, and they're definitely not in the class of 2015. No, and it's a, it's a bloody tough game they've got, Ireland. Good, strong defense. Yeah, you know, this nonsense that people say, oh, God, they, All Blacks are happy to have avoided Japan, for goodness sake. <laughs> that would have been a 50-point blow-up against Japan for, okay. for Japan, yeah. Yeah, uh, same with the Italians saying that, that that's the game they targeted was, 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 was New Zealand. You know, obviously they're seeing something that we're not. But we've saved the best to last. Certainly not in, in probably spectacle, but in terms of South Africans. Now... People are talking up the Japanese, and it's great what they've done. I was wrong last week um, in my own personal uh, bets on, on Scotland. I didn't tip the game. Um, well, I did tip the game, and I tipped it wrong. Who would have tipped New Japan to beat Scotland? There's a few guys out there, and well done to those guys. But the dream ends this weekend. And someone asked me uh, the other day, so what do you think, Japan? I mean, I said, if you ask Rassi, who he'd rather face, he won't say it now, who he'd rather face, Ireland or Japan, what's he saying to you? He's saying Japan every day of the week. And of all the teams in that quarter, quarter final, 
every other team would want to be playing Japan because they're better than Japan. And Japan are playing above their station. They've played some wonderful rugby. They have. But they don't have the pack that can compete with these heavyweights. Mm. And, uh, and they're talking about Japan's ball-in-hand approach. If you looked at South Africa played against Canada, it was as dramatic and as impressive how New Zealand have always played. So uh, I think it's going to come to a brutal ending. And it's going to mirror that 41-7 pre-World Cup match where... The box were comfortably in charge, and there was a 30-point differential. And if you look, sorry, at the last 40 matches that Japan have played, they've won 28, and they've lost 12. They've got a 23-0 draw against France. they 33-30 against Wales in Cardiff. And they've knocked over Scotland and Ireland. And then in the Tier 2, Fiji, Tonga, Samoa, they've beaten them regularly, mm. and the USA. But against New Zealand, South Africa, and Australia, and England, the four big games they've played, 38-point differential against New Zealand. 33 against uh, wow, Australia and 34 against South Africa and 20 against England. So they're a 20 to 30 point worse team than those top four. And let's take 70,000 and let's give all that you for and hope that gives them 10 points. So I conservatively say 20 points for the box, but on form, 30 points for the box. Yeah, and I, you know, like I said, congratulations, Japan. They've hosted, uh, you know, last week we did a thing where I had a bit of a rant about the... Um, the tournament. I, I had nothing against the Japanese. Japanese are wonderful people, wonderful culture, great amenities. They put on a great World Cup. They just should have never had the rights to it, and they should have had contingency plans in for these games. Thank God the Scotland game was played, and, and, and the Scottish should always be careful for what they wish for in the future, I think. But South Africa against, against Japan will beat them by 20 points, easily. So when I see 14 and a half, I think that's a bit of sentiment and a bit of the bookies overreacting. South Africa will be physical, they'll go through the phases, they'll take the, they'll take the ball through phases, and they will punish the Japanese. And Rassi will, not, not, will leave no stone unturned in, in, uh, in dissecting this game. Anybody giving the Japanese a chance is dreaming. The dream ends for Japan. Uh, South Africa will win by 20 plus. So the 14 and a half on offer, uh, getting minus 14 and a half for, uh, for the Springboks, take it every day. It's the biggest bet I'm going to make this year. That South Africa will win by 15 or more points. I concur. <laughs> cool. Should be a great uh, weekend, and I look forward to to uh, talking about uh, hopefully Wales, definitely South Africa in in the semis, and hopefully Ireland versus England. But you know. We'll see, we'll, we'll. It would be nice to see New Zealand go home in the quarterfinals. It would. That would be great. Anyway, sorry to my New Zealand fans, or whoever, the two New Zealand fans that I have, um, and we'll see you next week.